you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Are you scared to fail? Get the jitters when you have to do something new, launch a new program or put yourself out there. It's common to think we're in fear of failure as it makes sense to us, right? We don't want to fail. We didn't get into business to fail. But what if it was actually a fear of success holding you back? And by determining that, you can finally overcome those blocks and get moving on to building that life and business you really want. Mindset is everything when it comes to navigating the business world and growing a successful and profitable business. It takes guts, determination, and a crap load of abundant mindset to do it. It is not for the faint-hearted, would you agree? So in today's episode, we are going to be unpacking, do you have a fear of failure or in fact, a fear of success with a really amazing guest? But before I tell you about her, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by my social media and online business mentorship, The Social Collective. This has been upgraded from a membership, which it was last year, to now a mentorship program because that's pretty much exactly what it's been the whole time. And in this program, I'm breaking down all the rules of mentorship and giving you the perfect blend of online learning, tools and resources, group coaching via lives and Zoom, plus the option for one-on-one mentoring with me. This immersion will give you a clear-cut, personalized strategy for your social media and digital elements of your business and have some laughs, fun, and be part of an amazing community along the way. You can find all the details to jump in the gang and be part of the collective on the show notes page for today's episode at all the W's, the social hub, au.com forward slash 57. And you'll also find all the details to connect with my amazing speaker over there too. Now, my guest today is Christine Corcoran. She is a keynote speaker, business mindset coach, human behavior profiler, and leadership and executive coach. Christine is fascinated with human behavior and what makes people tick. In her pragmatic approach to personal development, she shares unique perspectives into emotional intelligence, neuroscientific research, and high-performance strategies to encourage a heart-centered approach to leadership and business management. She works with female entrepreneurs to overcome the fear of failure and success, uncovering the root causes of behavioral blocks and allowing them to step into their feminine leadership with an effective strategy that allows them to own their worth. As part of her coaching, she works with a holistic view with the person and their business as one, uncovering their fierce passion and drive to create the business of their dreams. Now, I don't know about you, but I am fascinated by human behavior and emotional intelligence. So I loved talking to Christine in this episode when we recorded it. It is a really great episode and I know that you're going to get so much out of it. And I know that for those of you out there that are going to sit out there and think, I think I have a fear of success, not a fear of failure. It's going to really open up your minds for ways that you can now start to really move forward and break through some of those challenges that you might've been having in your life and in your business. So I'm going to hand it over to the episode now with Christine. See you over there. 
Right, welcome, Christine, to today's episode of the podcast. It's so exciting to have you here. We were just saying before we hit record that we've been in similar groups and stuff for a little while, but never actually connected. So it's been great um, to have a little chat first and to interview you today. Um, for those of you that haven't met Christine, she is a business mindset coach, and I'm going to hand it over to her to tell her a little bit more about herself and her business. And then we're going to start talking more about why people think they have a fear of failure when they really have a fear of success, which is going to be very, very juicy. So Christine, tell everyone a bit about you and your business. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited and I love this conversation. So I can't wait to dive into it with you. As we were talking about before we jumped on the call is that, you know, I love everything about human behavior and understanding why we do what we do, what makes us tick. And all of this started because I was working in a corporate company as a business development manager, helping a lot of business owners to take their business to the next level with strategy. And one of the biggest things that I felt was really missing was the mindset element because some of the business owners would take that strategy and run with it and other business owners would do nothing with it. And it really frustrated me. I was just like, what am I doing wrong? Am I, what am I not giving them the right information? Am I not giving it to them in a simple way for them to be able to implement? And it really just all came down to their mindset, what, what they were struggling with and why they doubted themselves and why they think it wasn't possible. And so it really drove me to better myself. And so I went back and I studied and I looked at all different elements of neuroscience, human behavior, and I've done embraining, hypnosis, all different ways to understand how we can shift the belief systems that keep us playing small or keep us stuck. And now this is what I do full time now. So I literally help business owners with their mindset to help take them to the next level. I believe that every level of business requires a whole new version of you. And so basically when you're stuck at trying to push that next level of your business and you know that you're the thing stopping you, that's when you call me. Yeah, cool. And I always say mindset is most of what you do in your business, like oh. 100%, 100%. Like you can learn anything. Like if a two-year-old can pick up a, um, a smartphone and figure out how to use it, like we could yet learn how to use a, an online platform or a program or something like that, right? But it's so much of what we do is a mindset journey and a growth journey in business. So it stands to reason like logically for all the logical thinkers out there that you've got to have your mindset right to reach the goals you want to you want to get to for sure absolutely because I mean you can have the best laid out strategy but if you don't believe in yourself to actually implement it if you don't believe it's possible if you are doubting your ability to be that person who shows up like that or who is able to put themselves forward to be able to put themselves out there like you are the mindset is what's actually stopping you from taking action on that strategy yeah, for sure. And before we get stuck into some of this juiciness, have you got a little fun fact about yourself you could share with everyone? <laughs> so, so funny because when you asked me that, I was like, oh my God, fun fact, such a random thing. I have no idea from, I don't know about you, but when I was young, my favorite TV show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer and <laughs> used to binge watch it like crazy. And I think it's almost like the, the outlaws, the word, like the backbone of why I do what I do because I absolutely believe that women are so much more powerful than they give themselves credit for and if we're able to fully step into our power and truly own it we can conquer the world and so even though like that was a fun TV show to watch when I was a teenager it's definitely the precipice of like believing in yourself and it was so interesting the mindset stuff that came from that of 
going after what you want, putting yourself out there and challenging yourself to do better and be better is now what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah, cool. And so do you like the vampire genre? Is that something you, is that, is that a normally a genre that you like or was it just Buffy? Uh, probably just Buffy because it was just, it, it was entertaining at the same time. Like it was funny and lighthearted yeah. at the same time as having that kind of sci-fi kind of side of things. Yeah, yeah. Now, was she around the same time as Charmed? Oh. Or was she a different era to that? Possibly. Um, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Like, they were the witches. Sure. They were the witches, though. I only asked because I, I actually quite like the vampire witch genre. Um, when yeah. I go to like watch something or read a book, um, I like to just immerse myself in a totally new world. Like when it's for mm. entertainment purposes, um, I love documentaries and that sort of stuff when I'm wanting to learn something. Um, or I'm interested in someone's life story, but when I'm wanting to just like totally like zone out, I just want to immerse myself in a totally different world. So I, I personally, I like that genre. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about fear of success versus fear of failure. It's a pretty juicy and interesting topic. I think most people are familiar with what or what they think the fear of failure looks like. So first of all, can you just expand on what the fear of success looks like? Absolutely. So so like I said, yeah, a lot of people really think that they have a fear of failure, but when we dive into it that little bit deeper, they're actually not that fear fearful of it because they've possibly already failed in the past and they may have some doubts and fears that they don't want to experience that that fear again or that experience of that again but then when we actually dive deeper into it we uncover that they're actually more fearful of it actually working out well and it seems kind of counterintuitive but there is a lot of big reasons why that happens so we have as part of our brain we have uh, the fear factor which is designed to keep us safe right so it's a part of our brain that's designed specifically that is always on the lookout for danger and if when we step into the unknown and we step into something we've never done before we are literally putting ourselves in a place where we our brain goes into a state of fear because it's like are we going to survive this like we've never done this before am i going to survive and so our brain goes into a state of fear now With a level of success, we think about when we dive into the level of success that we really, truly want, we have so many stories that we tell ourselves about what that success may look like, um, what it's going to be like, who we're going to have to be to become that person, what we're going to lose in regards to that success. And so all these stories play out, which then end up keeping us playing small because of the what ifs, when we actually haven't even defined what that may mean. And so often we fear the judgment, the rejection, we fear the loss or the loss of friends, loss of money. It may be all being taken away from us. There's all different elements when it comes to the fear of success that it all comes down to different things for different people. But when we uncover it, it's really fascinating to go, well, actually, we don't really fear the failure side of it. It's more that what if it actually works? Yeah. And it's funny, I was listening to, it might, have, it might have been an interview on another podcast, I listened to so many podcasts, and someone was talking about this topic and it was very much around um, that fear of not being able to cope with all of the extra. Like, would you be able to cope with all the extra work? Would you be able to cope with it and maintain the standard that you've got now? Um, I know a lot of coaches, like I've got a membership and a lot of coaches that have like those group coaching programs. Sometimes there's that fear of, well, if it gets too big, am I going to be able to keep it in this nice little close knit community that I've already got now? What's it going to be like? And it's that, yeah, am I going to be able to 
am I going to be able to rise to the challenge as well? And, and that holding you back, which I found, um, I quite resonated with that. Like I found that an interesting spin on the fear of success thing too. Big time. Whether you're able to handle it or not is the question, right? And a lot of the time is the stories that we're telling ourselves, which are causing us to go into that state of fear because we haven't actually defined them. We haven't worked out how we would handle them. And so the what if stories play out big time. So it's so interesting though that you say that because at a recent event that I held, one of the women there was talking about that of like, if I, like I was challenging her on her goals and asking her that if we were to, like her goal was, I think, um, to earn 200 grand next year. And I said to her, what if your goal was to earn a million? And she had this like shock of this pullback of fear that, you know, it impacted her body. You could see it on her face. And she was like, oh no, oh oh, no, I couldn't. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, I I couldn't handle it. I'd be so busy. I'd, I'd burn out. I'm like, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, well, well, if I'm already really busy now and I'm only earning 100K, what's that going to look like if I'm earning a million? And I was like, well, wouldn't that give you more money to hire more people to have more support? And she was like, oh. I was like, yeah. So we tell ourselves all of these stories and if we don't spend the time to actually define what that means and what that looks like, then it ends up holding us back. And a lot of the things it comes down to who us as a person. So we are walking around with our own identity of who we believe we are. And this identity is shaped by what other people say that we are good at, other people's opinions, our upbringing, all of the things we've ever experienced in our lives have shaped who we believe we are. And if we are safe and comfortable in that zone and we are creating this whole new future that we've never experienced before, and this future sounds great and it's like, you know, whenever I ask clients, like, would you like to earn more money? They're always like, yeah, but then there's all the fears that come into play with that. So if I had more money, could I handle it? What would that mean for who the person I would have to be in that situation? So would I be able to handle the fame, the anonymity? Would I be able to handle the money? Would I be able to handle all the clients? Like the busyness of it, is it going to be causing me a loss of my friendships, a loss of my family? You know, a lot of women really even struggle with the fear of like, if I'm the breadwinner of the family, will my partner resent me? Like, yeah. they're Some of those like old money stories start coming up then about, you know, how much money you can earn, particularly for women. Yeah. Yeah. And that's deep stuff. And that's very deeply connected to us as human beings and our core needs, because we need to feel like we belong and we need to feel safe. And if we're putting ourselves to or encouraging ourselves to step outside of our comfort zone, the last thing our brain wants us to do is to do that because our comfort zone is safe, right? So a lot of the time people don't realize that it's actually the success that's holding, the fear of that success is actually holding them back until we unpack it. And so why do you think people confuse the two? I think because they they may not have the definition of either, I think is probably the first step. Or they think that, I think a fear of failure gets talked about a lot and the word failure gets thrown around a lot. So I think that we think that that might be the case because the kind of the, persona of failure is this big thing in the entrepreneurial space yet when we look at it failure is the thing that actually gets us the success and I think that we're also fearful of how actual how actually capable we are and we are the only thing that's holding ourselves back we are the limitless ones but we are creating the limits on ourselves so I think that people think that oh well, if I had that fear of failure I you know that's one thing but then it's, it's, it's fascinating. Not a lot of people realize that it's actually the fear of success that's holding them back. 
until we actually dive into it and uncover what are the true things that are stopping you from moving forward, right? So we look at, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because it's, you know, when I've spoken to clients myself about this, it's like, no, I'm not, I want success. I'm not scared of it. Like everyone immediately goes to no, well, because it sounds ridiculous that you'd be scared of success, right? Like it doesn't sound like you don't get into business to be unsuccessful. Everyone's like, no, I want to be successful. So I think sometimes too, that confusion is that, well, no, that people think I must be scared of failing. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you unpack it a little bit more, you can oftentimes it's not necessarily the failure. Cause like you said, you know, and I'm a firm believer, there's no such thing, such thing as a failure so long as you learn from it. And all those things that maybe you may feel or someone out there, if you're listening, might feel that it's it's um, gotten in your way or slowed you down because you maybe had a launch or something that didn't work very well or you, you um, launched a product and no one bought it and all those sort of things. And if you unpack all of those experiences, they're the things that teach you. Absolutely. You need them to grow. Yeah. Right. Like I remember um, like the failure is actually what creates the resilience in your mindset and your ability to get back up and keep going. The way that you show up in those times in your life is actually going to determine the growth that you have and the trajectory of where you're going to go. So the way that we shape our belief systems around failure will always impact your level of success. So I feel like if you are struggling with that element of it, then definitely change your relationship with failure and shift it to welcome it because you are going to grow from it and you'll learn so much through it. And if you fail 50 times, I guarantee you'll figure out a bloody good way to take action on the next step, right? Totally, 100%. And I don't think, no, no successful person will tell you that the journey was easy. They'll always (laughs) tell you about the the challenges and the, the wasted money on certain things that they did and, um, you know, the, the, the fat, well, the failures or the things that didn't work, they'll always tell you about those things because it is part of the journey. And I think too, sometimes people are looking to get to the end result. Like it's like we're looking to get to the destination, but we also forget that as soon as you reach one goal, there's another one waiting right after it that you're then going. So it's just mm-hmm. this constant journey. And I think if you look, sometimes I, t- I tell my clients, go back to where you were 12 months ago. And they go, oh, yeah, like I kind of have achieved all that. Like I have reached that destination. But now I'm just, and then it's because we're always moving on to the next goal that sometimes you feel like you never finished. And that can affect sometimes people's view of how successful they think they are um, as well. So, all right. So what is the impact then? Like if someone's true fear is success, what's the impact then on their life or their business? Yeah. So, well, the impact is that they stay exactly where they are or they sabotage their next level. So they often find that if they have a fear of success, the way it's showing up for them is they're either not putting themselves out there the way that they could be. They are not following up on opportunities that have possibly have come their way. They are closing themselves off to opportunities. They are sabotaging money coming in. Or they're, you know, the money comes in and they throw it out again. Like there's all these different self-sabotaging yeah. behaviors that happen when it comes to the fear of success. And I think the biggest thing that it comes down to, or I guess the impact is that is literally the non-action that happens. So they get stuck in the comfortable and they stay in the comfortable zone and then they don't go any further or they create a ceiling for their level of success that they've achieved because that's created a safe space where they feel okay in. 
and then they end up staying there. And so years can go by and they get frustrated with themselves because they're like, I know that I want more, but it's not, I'm just not getting there. Yeah. So they end up figuring out that it's them that's actually holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the one about not putting themselves out there is a, is a big one. It's like, don't want to put yourself out there because you might be, you might fail and you think, oh, I just don't want to put myself out there because I don't want to fail. But it's, you know, they're not putting themselves out there because they don't like it. You're scared of the success of where you, you could be or what that could mean for you or the, that unknown factor that comes with that. Um, I see it a lot with, because I, I do help some people like create online courses and I, I see a lot of that come into play when we get to the part of, right, you need to launch this course and you need to put yourself out there and you need to do this and do this as part of the, you know, the launch process. And all these fears then start coming out in them of, and it's like, oh, what if people don't like me? What if, and I'm like, but what if they do? Mm. You know, yeah. and it's like, and then they, they get stuck in what I call launch paralysis where they don't launch because they don't want to take that next step. And they think it's because they're scared of failure, but it's not. It's because they're like, I'm like, what, you know, what are you really scared of? And then, like you said, you start unpacking all those other things, which could be, oh, what if I can't keep up with it? What if it's too much work? What if then I can't do this part of my business that I also really love? And it's like, oh, okay, so now we're getting down <laughs> to the real reasons why you're stuck in this, in this place right now. Exactly. Um, and it's also like, what it really comes down to is that fear of rejection or the fear of judgment. Yeah. Right? yeah We're fearful totally. of what people are going to say that, you know, I think it's really big here in Australia as well because of the tall poppy syndrome. And I think we are working through it. Like the new generations that are coming up, they're not, it's not really as affected about being, having to be the Aussie battler. But I think that as an older generation, like we, still have that stigma so we kind of put ourselves up there and if we're putting ourselves out there saying that hey what we have to offer is amazing then we are fearful of being torn down because yes. of the experiences that we've had in the past of because there's that's real there's real evidence to, in the past to see that happen to other people here so there's a lot of fear around that rejection and around that judgment that we really struggle with and that's again going down to really core deep belief systems because we need to feel like we belong and if we're judged especially by people that are in our inner circle our family our friends yes. if we're judged by those people then we could be ostracized from those circles which then means that we don't feel like we belong and that's an evolutionary need Right. Yes. So that's why we're in such states of fear when that happens and we get to that stage of having to put ourselves out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's good to to really fine tune down those impacts to the self-sabotaging and all those sort of things, because it's something really tangible that you can, you know, realize, oh, my goodness, I you know, potentially could be self-sabotaging myself here. So this kind of mm -hmm. leads into the next question really nicely, um, which I wanted to ask you about, you know, how can someone identify if they indeed have a fear of success and a fear of failure? Like are there any tell, telltale signs? Yeah, absolutely. So one you literally just mentioned, when they have it all, they've done all the little bits and pieces to make it happen and they're almost at that ready, that next stage of like putting it out, then you know that that's that next level of growth, next level of success, and then they stop themselves. So they sabotage themselves or they stop themselves. That's a really good indicator. The other one is that when things get good, we freak out. Yeah. When things start to work well and then we sabotage ourselves or we feel like we have to destroy something or like it's very subconscious. So it's kind of like things are going really well, money's coming in and then all of a sudden we, you know, 
have a little bingle in our car and we have to spend all that money on fixing our car or we sabotage a relationship or like when things, it's always that kind of up-leveling kind of fear that comes into play because we think that we shouldn't feel good for too long. Yeah, it's like an anti-fairy tale mindset sort of thing, like where things start to work and you go, ooh, this, this doesn't feel normal. Like I'm not used to things being working so well and being so, you know, having all this success and having my, you know, having my what, whatever it is, launch, offer, business, making all this extra money. And then you kind of go, oh, and then you go, oh, it's going to end soon. Like this isn't normal. <laughs> exactly. So we sabotage it because yeah. it doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that we retract and we expand a bit and then we retract, we expand and we retract. And so it's being aware of when we start to do that and we start to sabotage ourselves or we start to recognize that, hang on a minute, why did I do that? Like having that curiosity to go, oh, that could have just been great, but yet I, <laughs> it affected other areas of my life because I sabotaged it because I was feeling so good. And I yeah. think we have that threshold, I think, of what we think where how much good is available to us, which is yes. not true. It's an invisible threshold. But we sabotage ourselves because we don't think that we're worthy of that or we don't think that we deserve it on a, on a deeper level. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't have this, I didn't have this in the questions that I sent you, but just from the conversation going on, but like how much um, of like the self-worth comes into this for you, like when you're working with people? It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. And initially people aren't aware of that. They think that, you know, especially with entrepreneurs, like I work with a lot of successful entrepreneurs that have been in business a good four or five years and they've had a level of success. And yet as they go to that next stage, they're pushing up against these belief systems about who they believe they are and what they're worthy of. And that worthiness comes into play big time. And we all have a universal belief system that we're not good enough but we just have a different threshold of it. So if we're going to different stages where we're in different rooms of people who are really successful and we don't believe that we're worthy of being there or we hit a new level of income and we think that we're not worthy of having that amount of money and it's all based on our belief systems that were developed between the ages of zero to seven. And unfortunately, the world conditions us to make us believe that we're not worthy of it right? We're constantly fed that message in advertising and marketing that you should fix this. You've got to have the house. You've got to have the car. You've got to have all of these things to fix you because you are not deserving, but it's not true, but it's the the sales techniques, right? It's the marketing techniques that our deeper seated belief systems are not feeling good enough. And so at the end of the day, yes, you're so right. It does all come down to the self-worth element. And when we start to shift those on a cellular level, we start to show up so differently and start to build new evidence to prove that we're safe and we're going to be okay. And that that's when that new level of success and wealth can come into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, it takes a certain amount of like guts and self-worth and, um, confidence. Uh, confidence mindset, all that stuff to even start a business, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes a lot of that. So when you've done all those, you've had, like you said, you've had a certain amount of success and then you start to come up against these barriers. It's, and this is where people think that it is the fear of failure, but in fact, it's the, it can a lot of the time be the fear of success. And the fact that they, they have still got some of that self-worth stuff going on that needs to be worked through and I think particularly when it comes to income ceilings like that whole money mindset and self-worth thing is so 
intertwined, isn't it? Like, you know, it's that I'm not worthy of that extra money. I'm not worthy of that income ceiling or that, you know, that next big goal or whatever it is that you're going for. Um, and that's, you know, that's when all this, the self-sabotages and everything keep coming back. It's like a, it's a yeah. constant evolve. It just keeps feeding itself unless you do something about breaking that cycle and doing something to fix it. So what are some of the strategies that people can use to overcome this? Great question. So where I would first start is firstly just define what success means to you. Like what is it that you actually want to achieve? Because often we will have a definition of success that actually isn't what we want. Yeah. Right? Like we have this fame and all this money and when really when we get down to it, it's actually not really what you want. So when you're able to define what that is and start to work towards that, it helps to eradicate some of the fears. The other thing I always suggest my clients to do is when we when we do any type of work together is actually unpack the fears related to that success yeah. and then think about what's your action plan? Like how would you handle that if it happened? Because remember how it like it goes back to not thinking we were able to handle that level of work or that level of success yes. or fame money or whatever it might be so putting some tangible strategies around what happens when that happens yeah absolutely the tangible strategies of one what would happen if it happens and two how would you prevent it from happening yeah so you're actually creating that risk analysis it's literally a risk analysis but for fear and then the other key thing would be to work on your self-worth and self-belief absolutely and what i love to do with my clients is get down to the root cause of what it is that's stopping them from getting to that level of success or level of worthiness that they believe is stopping them. So a lot of that can be done very much with deep subconscious work. That's where the NLP comes into play. It's where my yeah. matrix therapies and embraining and hypnosis come into play because there's only so much of the conscious work that you can do to create yeah. long-lasting change. When our eyes are open and we're reading or journaling or trying to figure it out, it's actually accessing the logical part of our brain which isn't where our deep-seated belief systems are stored. They're yeah. stored in the subconscious mind and to create yeah. those shifts, we need to do the deep subconscious work. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So is there any last words? Like we've covered a lot of stuff here. We've figured out what the difference is between fear of failure and fear of success, what, this, what the impact of that is, why someone would confuse the two and what the telltale signs are and some strategies. So what have you got any final words or last words on the topic for anyone that's listening in that might be sitting there going, I think this could actually be my problem. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned before, we're very much working with the identity of who we believe we are. So we are walking around as human beings based on our past experiences. So we're literally living from the past, right? Does that make sense? Like we're literally yes. living from everything we've ever experienced and that's driving our behavior in the present moment. If we want to do something different and we want to create a whole new future, it has to start with creating a whole new version of you. Yeah. So one of my favourite things to do is actually help someone define their future self. Yeah. So if we're able to visualise and unpack who that future person is, what they value, what's important to them, what, are their, what do they practise every single day, what do they believe about themselves, what do they tell themselves in challenging times, how are they showing up in the world? What are they doing differently? And then start to act as that person until you become that person. Yeah. It's probably one of my best strategies to work with other than obviously the deep subconscious work. Yeah, but if yeah. you can define who that future version of you is and then start to be that person in today's world, you will become that person much quicker. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that ties into too, identifying what your version of success is too. Um, mm. You know, someone asked me that recently and, you know, I, I mean, I'm in my 40s now, so I've got a pretty clear definition of what success looks like to me. But when I was younger, definitely I would take on other people's version of success. Um, and then you sometimes think that that next level version of you has to is very much associated with what that version is. And if then if you're not if you're not reaching for the the true version of success that you want, it's hard to visualize who that person can be. So it's mm. um it is a really important part of the process. I mean, I know for me now, success just means you know to me it's just freedom, like living in a caravan, not having to worry about you know fast-paced life or you know any of those things like or but for other people it could be having the mcmansion on the water and all those things and that's awesome that's their version you know every version's different and no one's version of success is wrong it's your just your own version some people's version of success is just being able to work from home and work in school hours so they can be there for their kids and that's totally fine too you know so it's um yeah it's, it's interesting when you talk about that next level version of you, because it is so entrenched in having the right um, version of success mapped out for yourself too. You're so right. Because yeah. I think we've heard so many stories about what success is supposed to be and what it looks yes. like. And it's the Instagram crap life. That, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> laptop lifestyle. Like, would you really want that laptop lifestyle? Because you maybe you don't, right? <laughs> like maybe yeah. you really value, you really value stability stability and laptop lifestyle is not going to give you that stability so yeah, that's what I mean like yeah you're so right like really define what that means to you what that's going to look like and if and to do that you may think, need to think 10 years ahead and think yeah. about who do I want to be in that moment what do I want to have in my life who do I want them to be surrounded by all of those things like to find it right down to your how you would like to spend your day and then yeah. create a business that's going to support you in that yeah yeah cool I love that love absolutely love all of that so um where can we find you? So in wrapping up, where can we find you? Where are the best places to connect with you? I know you've got a podcast. You said just cracked over 200 episodes, which is a huge achievement. Um, I've just done, just recorded episode 50 at the moment. So um, I think 200 is pretty cool. So where can everyone find you? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, 50 is a really big feat. So honestly, like celebrate. On the way to 100 now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So yeah, 200 is pretty awesome and it actually snuck up on me. Um, so you can find it, yeah, the podcast is called The Next Level Life Podcast. You can find it anywhere you download your podcast. But I mainly hang out on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram and Facebook, but mainly Instagram, you can find me at Christine Corcoran underscore coach and just come and share with me what you took away from this episode. I always love to hear from people who have listened to the podcasts. And, you know, I think it's so hard for us because we kind of sit behind the microphone and share all this content and then wait to hear. And it's like we don't get that initial reaction to see where the people really, uh, where it really lands. So if you're listening yeah. to this, if you've loved anything about it, please come and connect. Yeah, cool. And all the links to connect with Christine will be on the show notes uh, page for today's episode, which was in the intro. And yeah, you're so right. Like we, I do a lot of live streaming in my groups and stuff. And um, I love live streaming because you get that initial interaction with people, but you don't necessarily get that from podcasting. And when, when someone messages me or screenshots that they're listening and they go, I love this episode. Like it's, I lo it's so nice to hear it. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah it, ma it makes you want to continue to do amazing yeah. episodes. 
Yeah. Like it makes you really invest because we do, we spend a lot of time and energy putting these episodes together and to hear that or to get a review, like it means the world. Oh my God. Reviews are the best. Yeah. <laughs> reviews are the best. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast today and sharing all of this. I think this has like been such an interesting uh, topic full of lots of gold. Um, and I'm hundred percent sure everyone would have got something out of it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.